Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Well, I mean, like Warner Bros. Yeah. Well, that's like you had. What was it last summer? You had had Thor that just came out before that, you know. And then yeah, and even with the Dark Knight, you know, you 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 got okay, cool. They they know where they're going, and then it just like failed. I'm gonna admit though, and I love the new Batman movies, but every single time I hear uh, Batman speak, I I fucking I just shake my head. I can't stand that gritty rough voice that he does like, i just think it's fail and i think it keeps getting worse as the scenes go on like get that motherfucker a lozenge shit <laughs> doesn't their throat hurt after a day of doing that <laughs> that's right oh man all right well welcome everybody to the newest uh lazy geeks podcast podcast number 80 god or 80 dude I know. It's like, damn. It's like, it almost seemed like last week we were at 79. And the week before that, 78. Yeah. It's crazy how that works. But, uh... <laughs> Flashback! <laughs> uh, so, uh, this week, I actually saw... Well, I was just talking earlier about it. I saw 21 Jump Street, and uh, I actually really liked it i thought it was fucking hilarious um it it, 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 i i liked it enough that i will actually buy the fucking movie and Uh oh yeah really yeah that that, i liked it that much peter will probably hate me for it but i was like you know what i liked it that much i mean even the chase scenes were hilarious like they had this whole you know how in in action movies you know there's always the you know the the big tanker truck that goes over and you the music builds up and you're waiting for the explosion and then it but in the movie it doesn't happen 
And they're like, I, dude, I thought that thing would blow up. Like, I know, right? <laughs> you know, and they're... <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it was it was fucking hilarious i i laughed and ice cube for me was hilarious uh great cameos in it too so uh and then i saw sherlock holmes game of shadows and john bought that on dvd uh, or blu-ray excuse me yeah and uh i was shit on but the shit on laser disc motherfucker <laughs> 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 i liked it i liked it i thought it was good some, yeah, it's a good movie. some people said it wasn't. I don't think it was as as cool as the first one. Um, but uh, well, it wasn't as cool as the first one because you're not. You were, there's no build up of character. Like you, you already know what he can do. Yeah, you already know that, and uh, you know. So yeah, there there isn't that. I, and because of the fact that we've seen it, so yeah, we know the characters, we know all that. Now we just have to deal with Moriarty, who I actually liked. I really liked the way they played Moriarty. Um, yeah. because the guy wasn't Jared Harris. He wasn't chewing up the scenery. He wasn't like a Superman villain. He was an academic. And the, the way they played with each other, being able to, uh, <laughs> played with each other, uh, the way they were able to interact with one another and not be, you know, traditional. Like, it, it, like John was like, God, they're so polite, the way they interact with one another. I go, yeah, I go, that's kind of one of the things I miss about movies now, because you always have the bad guy who's always trying to act all, you know, badass and shit, you know, and always, you know, it's like the more laid back, the more proper, the more respecting the villain is, the more you realize that this guy could do whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that I think, uh, I kind of wish movies would go back to that kind of that kind of villain because those are the ones that fucking scare you go back to the streets yeah back to the streets motherfucker <laughs> i grew up on the streets <laughs> motherfucker uh, and uh this week i have to say two in one month we have a new contributor joining the site trevor burrows will be joining us starting this week on tuesdays and thursdays he'll be doing video game reviews and uh some you know other possible video game news and uh, so, you know, that'll our our video game build up will will grow a little bit, which I'm sure you're happy about. I am happy about that because now you have someone to talk to. I do. <laughs> no one talks to me. <laughs> Speaking of video games, I forgot to put this on the show notes, but I have a steady uh, habit of not giving a fuck. Um, I've been playing Lollipop Chainsaw. Okay. Now this had this game fan like gamers have been having a love hate relationship with this game. I really like it because I think it's fun. But I'm gonna review it next weekend so you can wait for that shit. Um, it's been the, getting what like a seven or something? Yeah, it's it's been getting easy. The only one who really it's so funny, <laughs> IGN. Who I'm gonna give everyone a little healthy advice. Don't listen to IGN when they review something, because <laughs> it seems like Warner Brothers wasn't wasn't whipping out their checkbook that week because <laughs> it didn't give it a good review. Now the dude says it's um he just he harped on he's like it's just the, the combat's bad like he goes you can't even pull off the combos and I'm like really because uh, I'm pulling off combos left and right dude <laughs> like it says that the combat doesn't flow it flows just right when you know how to play <laughs> you know so. This is bullshit, but anyway, don't listen to IGN, kids. Um, so I've been hearing mixed reviews, whatever, but I've been really enjoying it. Now, the banter between the boyfriend and, the, and Juliet, the main character, is hilarious. Okay, 
I'm not going to get to anyway. Everybody knows that's he's the severed head. I mean, you see that from the, the uh, previews. So this one time, and this is why I like the game too, because it it, it plays like it knows it's a, it's a video game. It's, it's not taking itself too seriously. Because if it took itself too seriously, it would be a shitty game. <laughs> um, so when you kill zombies, like sparkles and rainbows shoot out of their head. Because it's reminiscent of the main character. The main character is a high school cheerleader who just turned 18. 18 so she can be naughty. You right, say. right. Um, so <laughs> she, you're killing zombies. And he goes, where does all the sparkly rainbow shit come from? Why? <laughs> and, and you know what she said? What? <laughs> from awesome. <laughs> I literally <laughs> dropped the fucking controller. <laughs> and ran around in a circle going, bah! It was so fucking cool. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of shit in the game that's campy, but right. it knows it's campy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's just it's It just knows what game. it is. It's not yeah, like exactly. Sucker Punch. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's trying it's trying to... um Because the guy even said, the guy who made it, he goes, there's not going to be any DLC for this game. <laughs> other, than, other than, like, costumes and shit. And there's a lot of unlockables, which I dig, because I like collecting everything. So she has like I think fifteen or twenty costumes that you can collect. Damn. And like, because when you kill the zombies, you collect coins, except zombie coins. Okay. <laughs> so there's gold ones and there's platinum ones. The platinum ones are pretty hardcore. The platinum ones are what buys you like concept art and all that bullshit and the costumes and stuff. And the other coins you buy, you go to a little store and you buy uh, like combos and lollipops. Lollipops are like health packs. Um. And I, I think it's funny because it could be absolute carnage outside. And the fucking – the soundtrack's badass because it's real hard rock, like real good, you know? Right. Uh, of course, when you go on a sparkle power or something, which is this – you have to you have to fill up a meter. Like after fighting and fighting, it fills up slowly. Mm-hmm. And then you hit, um, you hit right trigger on the Xbox and um, L2, you PlayStation fans. And uh, – it goes. You sit. You can sever everybody's head. One hit, like one hit kills, nice. and it plays "Hey Mickey" while you're in that mode, <laughs> which is so funny because it's like it's all doom, 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 and you're just like, oh. <laughs> the game is awesome. Oh, um, but the cool thing is, is absolute carnage, hard rock, crazy. As soon as you click into the store, lollipop, lollipop. <laughs> And you're like, what? And she goes, time to shop. <laughs> it's so funny. The chick who did the voice, Tara Strong, um, who did the voice for Harley Quinn for the last two Batman games and the uh, animated series. Nice. And Bubbles on uh, Powerpuff Girls. Just throwing that one out. And a lot of other fucking people. Um, she does the voice for Juliet. Nice. So, um, and she's the automated voice for Bank of America. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> She's also the movie phone voice. Um, <laughs> she usually smokes about a pack and then, and then gets it does done. It, uh, smokes about a pack, sucks on an exhaust pipe, and then goes in and does the uh, the move the move this summer. <laughs> Speaking on sucking on exhaust pipes, not that bad looking. Just uh, saying. Just saying. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, the game's pretty dope. If before the review, I just recommendation just at least rent it, like check it out. You know what I mean? Don't 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 look at the ads and go, oh whatever. It's just some fucking over sexualized bullshit. It's funny, like it's it's a cool game, so, and you can tell James Gunn was was helping yeah. just from some of the lines. Like one <laughs> zombie says, "I'll eat your taint," <laughs> and I was like, "Really?" <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> this one, this one, this is the last thing I'm going to say, and then we can get on with the show. Um, this one part in the beginning, because she has a phone, she gets phone calls and shit, because mm-hmm. she's you know a teenager. Right. So, um, this helicopter goes down, and he's like, he's like, oh, tell my wife I love her. <laughs> and she goes, oh no, he crashed and is probably dead. And then you hear the phone ring, and she goes, one second. <laughs> she answers her phone. God. <laughs> Typical teenager, like I don't give a shit. Right. Yeah. My phone. Um. Everything yeah, matters it. only right now, but after that, you know. And I think I'm going to give it a pretty lengthy review because I need to defend it <laughs> a little bit. Like, not like it's the greatest game in the world. It's not. Right. But it's not the worst game in the world either. Yeah. I'm so. looking at you, IGN. <laughs> I don't listen. I, I never. Never read reviews. I'll read their news, but I don't. I don't. Well, so you know. many people are harp on IGN anyway. They're like, yeah, who whatever pays their bills that month, you know. They're not one of the more. I think it's true. I think it's true, honestly, because they... they they give every first person shooter gets a good score <laughs> almost you know but it, they're trendy like they they rate stuff that trends if it's niche or if it doesn't i don't know if people are paying them off but it, if it's um if it's niche like lollipop chainsaw or something dramatically different right. it usually gets a shitty score but if it's a call of duty or a battlefield it's fucking 9.8 <laughs> you know it, it's right it's ridiculous but you know what it is Oh, hey, for all you guys that uh, check out the website, if you haven't seen the Prometheus parody from The, uh, the Soup, you got to check it out on on the site. It's called Happy Birthday, Joel. It's basically the one that uh, Michael Fassbender did, the little viral video, which introduced his character or his android. And it's the same thing, but they're talking about making the perfect, uh, the perfect show host. And uh, Joel McHale is fucking hilarious. Plays Hungry Hungry Hippos against himself and then flips the table. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's funny as shit. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, you have to check it out on the site. Um, all right, well, I guess it's time we uh, dip into some news. Ooh, dip. Yeah. Don't, don't get too wet, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so, uh, looks like the Department of Justice is going to investigate internet data caps. I've long wondered how cable providers aren't hit with some type of antitrust complaint, given that they provide the public access to the Internet and our television programming while they continue to cap their customers, which would stymie competition between the Internet service providers and their online competitors. Apparently, I wasn't the only one that thought that way because it seems that the United States Department of Justice have questioned companies like Comcast, Time Warner, and other providers as part of a, quote, wide-ranging antitrust investigation – into whether cable companies are acting improperly to quash uh, nascent competition from online video, the Wall Street Journal reported. Uh, They are looking to see if their imposed data caps prevent a level playing field between cable companies and online providers such as Hulu and Netflix. The new DOJ probe is focusing on data caps from the likes of Comcast and AT&T, and in particular whether Comcast's Xbox policy violates legal commitments made by the company in 2011 to secure antitrust approval in its takeover in um, NBC Universal, the Wall Street Journal reported, citing a person familiar uh, with the matter. Uh, in case you forgot, Netflix uh, Netflix's Reed Hastings mentioned that his Facebook on his Facebook account that when you use Comcast's on-demand app on the Xbox 360, that doesn't count against your data cap. But when you use Hulu or Netflix, that does count towards your data cap. 
Comcast later uh, claimed that the count against the data cap is because they run over a private IP network rather than a pub than the public internet, which many people scoff at. Uh, at Free Press Advocacy Group welcomed the investigation, saying, quote, cable providers can't justify data caps no matter what shifting excuse they offer. Comcast's recent floundering provides that these caps have nothing to do with congestion. Caps can discriminate against competing online video services, and even without discriminatory treatment, they generally discourage customers' use of services delivered over the Internet. We'll have to see what happens, but... Given the the way they behave with Google and all those other ones, I don't really feel a whole lot's going to come out of it. But you know, it's nice to see that someone's actually looking into this because I've always wondered about that whole oh yeah, you know, you can get to the internet. Oh, but if you're using you know streaming services, we're going to put a data cap on you. Like that's nice of you. Yeah, I know. It's like, huh? conflict of interest much <laughs> it's always it's always bullshit to me because other countries don't have to deal with this yeah but for some reason we do well it's it doesn't it's stupid capitalism yeah exactly yeah we are run by corporations the fucking man it's all coming down <laughs> burn this motherfucker down <laughs> oh man so anyway <laughs> um the much anticipated real money auction house for diablo 3 went live uh, last week um, if everyone th- went to plan, which it did. Uh, and it's been announced that the service will require an authenticator to use. Battle.net's Mizeldian. You can get away with this shit in online games where your official name is your fucking screen name, which I think is funny. Uh, <laughs> says the authenticator requirement is for an added level of account protection. Don't worry, if you've already added funds to your Battle.net account and you don't have an authenticator, you'll still be able to use those without one, but any further transactions will require it. Blizzard has always pushed the authenticator for all players to prevent hacking, but this will be the first feature that actually requires it, being that that the authenticator is only 650 on Blizzard's site and you could also get the free app for your Android or iOS device. It's kind of a no-brainer. Having an authenticator on your Blizzard account is like wearing a seatbelt. Sure, you don't have to wear it, but you'll be damned happy you did when something bad happens. And that's that's pretty much the truth. I mean, unfortunately, Blizzard is the biggest game, you know, the biggest name right now for, for online gaming. Right. So, well, that's not unfortunate. Unfor- the unfortunate part, <laughs> unfortunate well, for other people, yeah, I guess. <laughs> the unfortunate part is is being that they're the biggest. And same thing with, Wind- with Windows, the same way. They're both the biggest, so they get attacked the most. Yeah. You know, so Blizzard is being nice enough to create, well, I mean, it helps them too, but to create this authenticator thing, which is awesome. And you can buy a separate little machine that you can hook to your keychain just gives you a random code for 650 i mean come on or you can if you're real cheap like me you can download the you can download the app and a lot of people are like oh it's a pain in the ass well you know what's a real pain in the ass getting shit hacked yeah and now that they have this real money auction house like you're you're buying items for diablo 3 but you're doing it with real money i mean i i almost expected them to require the authenticator for that because now you're dealing with it with some big shit right if people start suing your ass you know, they, no one's going to sue you because they lost a cloak in a game, <laughs> but they're going to sue you if they lose some money. Yeah, you know, so some real money. Yeah. So, bravo, Blizzard, bravo. <laughs> well, there's been massive amounts of speculation in recent months about the fate of DC artist Jim Lee and his tenure on the highly popular Justice League, with creative changes up 
um, creative change-ups that have been happening over the last year since the reboot, many people are wondering if he was going to move on. Many people, including myself, have been passing it off as internet rumor, but it seems that there is a bit of reality that could be making this move more likely. Bleeding Cool is reporting that Jim Lee could leave the highly successful comic by year's end to reboot Wildcats. It was a highly successful series in the 90s and even had its own cartoon series on Saturday mornings. To be honest, if Jim Lee was to leave Justice League, it would have to be for something of this order. Let's not forget that many of the old characters have either have had their own titles in the New 52 or have been featured in other titles. Voodoo and Grifter have their own titles, while others, such as Zealot, have appeared in other titles. This could give some credence as to why the third wave was quite smaller than the previous second wave. Now that we have zero issues coming out in September, it seems that the rumors has adjusted to see Jim Lee's comic return in January of 2013. Of course, no one has confirmed the rumor, and DC isn't ready to make any sort of announcement, but we will let you know if it is debunked or verified. To me, this has some strong areas of validity to it. That's why I believe it to be true. It's like we're watching Believe It or Not. I know. <laughs> Which was an awesome show, by the way. Especially when Riker was hosting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if he was to leave to go back to a comic that he helped create, yeah, I see that would be a big reason for Jim Lee. That Lee-Lee. makes sense. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But to leave to like, oh yeah, he's going to run another one. I doubt it. You know, but if he's to do leave that to go to something he created a while back, yeah, yeah, like he got the itch to write for it again. So. Yeah, he's an artist, man. <laughs> do what he wants. So, uh, arguably, argue, Jesus, Christ. arguably, thank you, <laughs> mush mouth today. The greatest feature of the upcoming Wii U is the ability to play your games on the controller screen, while others use the TV for different things. Shut up. <laughs> Don't worry, because I get a little bit on my soapbox at the end. Watch. All right. So anyway, before I was interrupted by a dickhead. Um, <laughs> really? Who was that? I think everyone can can agree that the coolest feature of the upcoming Wii U is how you can play it on that little screen on the controller. You know, be, while people are using the TV to watch fucking Jersey Shore or something. Um, Nintendo president Satoru Iwata said that the system almost didn't get the controller-mounted screen in the final product. Oh, the plot thickened. Um, <laughs> so this is a quote. Sometime during that final discussion, we almost gave up on the idea for the additional screen. screen. <laughs> the additional screen. <laughs> I want to say. This was due to our concern over the expected high cost. It may not... Have, which, by the way, we don't even know what it costs yet. Yeah. Um, it may not have been feasible to create this and sell it at a reasonable price for us. Still consumers. may not. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and I put, obviously, they worked out the pricing because the system is set to launch over the holidays. But, obviously, they worked out the pricing where they feel it's okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. so we'll see how that works. Mm. It's interesting to theorize if the Wii U would be would have benefited from not having the second screen at all. The price would be lower, and the company could focus on just making good games and not gimmick-driven ones like most of the Wii titles. Oh. And burn. Hmm. Yeah, I was. I, I Nintendo, mean, do you want some aloe vera? Because you just yeah. got burned. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the the Wii the Wii was a cool system, but they just focused on oh look, you can move your controller around. Yeah. So it's like every game needed to be that way, and some. I I think that it. They they rested too heavily on that, and then the parts that didn't need it, 
were kind of lackluster. Like I was even some of the Zelda games just it just gets on the, my nerves. Yeah. Okay, so, but maybe it's just me. But I know a lot of people that agree with me. No, I, I yeah, I mean, I, you know, uh, John has a, a Wii, and you know, we play some games, and some games are fun on it. Some games are cool with it. Yes. But yeah, for me, if I was to play a major title, you know, I will play it on my PS3 or Xbox, just simply because the, you know, it's not the movement stuff is just yeah, it is gimmicky, but it's not natural. You no. know, I, I, I see it more in a way of like a connect kind of thing. Like I think connect kind of has it a little bit. But again, connect is kind of doing the same thing Nintendo did. They're not they're they're not working with third party developers to help incorporate that into actual. No, they're just they're just making silly racing games or yeah. dance games like like fucking Nintendo did. Yeah. And you know, it's silly shit. Yeah. But we'll <laughs> yeah, we'll see if it was uh, worth it for Nintendo. Since, yeah, we don't even know what the price is. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like fucking $800. Yeah, I know. I'll be like, fuck it. But has, I'll but it has a second screen, dude. I'll buy another PS3. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, with the whole thought of a RoboCop remake still has me on the fence, I have to admit that the ever-growing cast that is signed onto the film is making me more intrigued. Now, if now if they cast the I'll buy that for a dollar guy, then I will be there for a midnight showing. Yes, I know my expectations are low, but when you see the stuff that gets funneled out, you have to remain low so you can be impressed. Nevertheless, I was impressed with Samuel L. Jackson and Gary Oldman signing on for the film, and but this actor in his, in his in current talks for the film has me sort of giddy. Hugh Laurie is in negotiations to be the potential villain to Joel K- um, Kenneman's Murphy. Variety is reporting that Laurie will play, I should say could, the cold, sarcastic CEO of Omnicorp, which creates the title character. Now, whether that means he'll be playing the character of Dick Jones or a combination of, very char- of various characters that seem to litter the original film remains to be seen. But with all, the th- with all things being even, I would rather see Robocop get a remake than another Patrick Swayze movie. You can uh-huh. give this one more gritty and darker in tone, and the original still holds up and probably will after the remake is released. It makes me laugh to think about the controversy this film started with all the blood and violence it had, but films today are much, much worse. Yes, much worse. Indeed. But I, I'm really kind of intrigued. Like, I was like, Samuel L. Jackson? Gary Oldman are signing up for this? I'm thinking, that must be a pretty impressive script. Yeah. You know? So... Yeah, because those those cats don't just hop on shit to pay the bills. Well, you know, they did do snakes on a plane, but I'm gonna assume that was before he had management, right? <laughs> you know, get these motherfucking snakes off my motherfucking plane. Like, he probably just did it because he could say motherfucker a bunch. Probably because at the time that's what he was known for. That's right. <laughs> well, they paid him an ass load of money. I know, right? That's probably. I think we found it. This story here um, interests me. My next, my next piece. Oh, oh piece. Yeah. <laughs> my next ex- expose. <laughs> um, outspoken God of War creator David Jaffe um, has made some interesting predictions about the future of gaming consoles. Speaking to Games Industry International, Jaffe predicts that the next generation of consoles will not only be the last to come out, but they should be as well. So he says, look, consoles are going away. I think in 10 years, probably sooner, but 10 years is always the safe thing to say so you don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> uh, but here's what, here's he's what I'll say. He's being honest. <laughs> I know. He says, but here's what I'll say. I'll go on the record 
and say that the next generation of hardware will be the last consoles, and they should be, Jaffe said. Now, that doesn't mean that games are going to stop altogether in Jaffe's theories. He goes on to talk about how we would play games in the future. It doesn't mean that you won't buy a piece of hardware from Sony, but you'll probably buy a television that streams the stuff, he said. And you'll still have Sony loud and proud and strong making these great, big, epic games like God of War and Uncharted. Of course, he's got to drop that God of War on. Right, yeah. You notice he's not talking about Microsoft. It's all about Sony. Yeah. Um, and they'll be making great little games like Sound Shapes, and they'll become more like movie studios for video games. I'll be, I'll be able to stream in the next Uncharted and Plants vs. Zombies, and you won't even think about it. Uh, Jaffe's comments are completely... Off. Wait, what did I put? I couldn't read it for a second because my screen flickered. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jaffe's comments uh, make a lot of sense. With both major game streaming services, uh, Gaikai and OnLive, both signing deals with big television manufacturers, it could very well be the future that Jaffe is speaking of. Console companies like Sony and Microsoft usually lose money on the consoles they produce, but make money on the software. If they could still create games digitally distributed at that and cut cut out the cost of the console, they could be swimming in money. Um, and yes, they could. But that's a big change. Yeah. Which is the problem. Um, I know Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo would probably love to not have to make consoles. But they might not feel consumers are ready for that. Yeah. I because mean, then we got to go buy all new TVs. We already have TVs. Yeah. You know, so. And not to mention that a Sony TV is not cheap. Exactly. And then also, this goes back to why the game streaming services aren't really popular right now, because not everybody has fast internet. Yeah. You know, so I think society as a whole isn't ready for that. Yeah, but uh, I think eventually it will be that way. Oh yeah, and I, I I would have to say it's probably more than ten years down. No, I'd say like twenty. Yeah, at least at the least. At the yeah yeah at, at when the I least. when I have grandchildren, they'll probably have systems like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, because you know when I saw it, I was like on ten years, that's you're still gonna look like an idiot, but yeah, you you're know still gonna look like a chode. Dude. Yeah. But when God of War 15 comes out, because <laughs> that series is an ending. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that so. and, and Call of Duty. Black Ops 23. <laughs> now it's underwater. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And they're Smurf terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, let's hit, uh, let's hit some uh, new releases, some new release highlights this week. Man. Yeah, pretty light week compared to last week. Uh, in theaters this week, Abraham Lincoln Vampire yes. Killer. After next, after this coming Friday, we can look at the world and go, you know what? Fuck y'all. Our, we had a president that killed vampires. That's what? Right. You know, and finally, finally, an historically accurate movie. Exactly. You know, it's, yeah. it's just finally. Yeah, it's like now we can go, this is accurate. You know, everybody. Be like, if you and if you guys are bullshitting, you're like, I don't see any vampires around. Yeah. Then fucking, you're welcome from Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, exactly. You know? He didn't cool. just save the slaves. He didn't save the Union. He also saved us from vampires. That's right. Done and you're done. Welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, right. <laughs> America. <laughs> Abraham, like, Abraham Lincoln, vampire killer. Hashtag America. That's right. <laughs> that'll and be a what? that'll be a new holiday. <laughs> 
I know. It should be. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, also, this next movie on your list, I'm actually kind of, I kind of want to see this. I want to see. I yeah. don't know. I'm, I'm still, I, I'll probably see it, but it's, I'm not one to rush out for. No, I'm not going to rush the theater to see it unless my oh, kids yeah, want to see it. But... Yeah, you are. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you I got raised out. <laughs> your, your, your kids are going to go, Dad. You're like, come on. We got to go see this. <laughs> Would you do it? <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, Pixar's Brave is coming out this week, which will probably make a shitload of money because it's Pixar. But you did. <laughs> but you did. You know what's funny is we did that a couple podcasts back. She doesn't say would you do it. She says would you. Yeah. I, I, which I yeah. thought was funny that we just kept going on. Yeah. Would you? Would you? <laughs> would you? Would you? Yeah, I know. I, I When I went to see the Avengers again last week, I was like, going, oh, yeah. You didn't say it that way. But you know what? Who fucking cares? We fucking say it that way. <laughs> uh, and uh, new to Netflix streaming, one of my favorite classic movies, His Girl Friday, old Cary Grant movie, Rosalind Russell. It's it's a – if you're – you like slapstick, you know, repartee kind of movies, this is the epitome of that. Uh, oh, is that that one? Is that the one where she's – She's like, a she's a reporter. Yeah, I saw one part of that movie and I was like, "This is the shit." Yeah, and uh, yeah, she plays a reporter. He plays her boss, and she's trying to leave the business, but there's this guy gonna get executed, and so she kind of gets dragged back in, and it's fucking hilarious. I love this movie. It's available on streaming now, and yeah. so is Thor, dun, 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 dun. as it should. As so it should. after you watched, after you watch the Avengers, and you want to get some more Loki. And Thor, you can go ahead and stream it anytime. That's right. That's right. The only thing on my side of the fence that uh, I was excited about was Lego Batman 2. Now, yeah, the Lego games are getting a little old. I mean, let's <laughs> be honest. But this one's switching it up. Um, voice acting now yeah. involved. That's open cool. world. Open world is involved. So um, I'm. I this was actually one of our – Lego was one of our um, Epic People of the Week just yeah. for this game. So um, definitely pick this. If you're in the Lego series or maybe you, you used to be and you're kind of like, fuck, all these games are the same, pick pick this one up because it looks, it looks pretty dope. Yeah. At least Gamefly, that motherfucker. You know, <laughs> shit. All right. So we'll get we'll get to some uh, comic movies. What do we got in DC? Uh, well, not comic movies. Uh, comic friend. books. How about that? <laughs> you fucking – you're getting so excited about Thor. Yeah, I know. Geez. I know. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, Batman Beyond Unlimited 5. Batwoman 10, uh, Before Watchmen, Comedian 1 of 6, Birds of Prey 10, Blue Beetle 10, Captain Adam 10, Catwoman 10, DC Universe Presents 10, Dominique Levayu Voodoo Child 4, Fables 118, Green Lantern Corp uh, 10, Hellblazer 292, Legion of Superheroes 10, Mad Magazine Issue 516. Jesus. Uh, I know. Nightwing, 10. Red Hood and the Outlaws, 10. Supergirl, 10. Unwritten, 38. World, or I'm sorry, Wonder Woman, 10. And Young Justice, 17. All right. On the Marvel side, we have Amazing Spider-Man, 687. Amazing Spider-Man, the movie, number two. Avengers, 27. Avengers Assemble, number four. AVX versus number three of six. Captain America, 13. Captain America and Hawkeye, 632. Deadpool, 56. Uh, Fantastic Four, 607. Uh, Halo, Fall of Reach Invasion, number 404. Uh, Incredible Hulk, number 9. Marvel Zombies, Destroy, 3 of 5. Uh, Mighty Thor, 15. Scarlet Spider, 6. Spider-Man, uh, 
This one I saw twice, and I'm thinking, no, I think it came out last week. Uh, Spider-Man 1 of 5, but I, it could be a variant. I'm not sure. But um, uh, it's actually a good comic. I read the first one. Yeah, if you didn't get it last week, get it this week. Yeah, get it this week. It's actually <laughs> not bad so far. Uh, Ultimate Comics, uh, X-Men 13, Uncanny X-Force 26, Untold Tales of Punisher Max, number one of five, uh, X-Men 30, and X-Men Legacy 286. What's on Boom? Boom! Um, Elric the Balance, Lost Volume 2, Trade Paperback, uh, Incorruptible 30, Steed and Miss Peel, 6 of 6, Valen and, or I'm sorry, Valen the Outcast, number 7. Steed and Miss Peel just sounds like a porno title. Doesn't it? Yeah. In Dark Horse, we have Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 9, number 10. Yes. Conan the Barbarian, number 5. Massive, number 1. Like my knit. Uh, oh. <laughs> Star Wars, Knight, Errant, Escape, 1 of 5. And in Dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> boys, 60. Does an issue of Boys come out every week? Like. Almost. Is that a weekly? Because it's always on here. Um, Boy 67, Flash Gordon, Zeitgeist 5, Kirby Genesis, Captain Victory 5, Lone Ranger 6. That's another one I see every week. Uh, Panthera 1, Spider 2, <laughs> Va- Vampirella number 18, Voltron Year 1, 3, Warlords of Mars 18, Warlords of Mars 3 of 5, Witchblade Red Sonja 4, Zoro Rides Again 10 of 12. In IDW, we have Cobra 14, Kiss, number one, uh, Night of a Thousand Wolves, number two of three, Transformers, Robots in Disguise, number six. And an image, Alpha Girl 3, Bulletproof Coffin, Disinterred, mm-hmm. five of six, whatever. <laughs> uh, Dancer 2, in- Invincible 92, Mind the Gap, number two. <laughs> uh Planetoid 1 and Skull Kickers 15. All right. Well, if you want to see a complete list of all the comics, including trade paperbacks. Complete. Complete. And uh, you can check out the website, LazyGeeks.com, every Sunday for movies and DVDs, videos, Netflix, comics, uh, everything under the sun that's being released in the in the coming week or has been released you can check it out there complete and you know we can't do it all on the podcast as that we'd be on here for hours so check them out every sunday and uh yeah get your uh, get your fill um, now you probably heard that this week that Verizon is taking the first step that we all knew was coming because we knew that wireless providers were losing money on data. So Verizon has decided in their infinite wisdom, because mm-hmm. apparently they got their shit together before AT&T, and has decided to come up with a share everything plan. Now, the whole premise of this is that you're no longer paying for a phone plan you can sh- it's basically majority of it is going to be based off your data a majority of that bill will be based on your data uh you'll be playing a flat fee regardless of what cell phone you have and you'll get unlimited minutes unlimited text messages which is the good news which is the good news and this one i thought was kind of cool uh also free mobile hotspot that's pretty dope that's but then you got to use your data right then you got to use your data but that's normally 20 extra bucks on top of whatever you get. Now, the bad news is, is you're going to be paying a hell of a lot more for data. Now, you can 
and this is what kind of sucks. Uh, based on their payment structure, you can share up to 10 dev- um, wireless devices share on one data plan. But if you're an individual like me who just happens to have a smartphone that has 3G, you're not saving any money. In fact, you're actually losing on this plan. Because uh, the flat rates come down like this. The monthly line access service fee is base. Smartphones, 40 bucks. You have a basic phone, it's only 30 bucks. Jetpacks, USBs, notebooks, netbooks, twenty dollars. Hey, can we can we elaborate on what a jetpack jet is? is? I have no idea. But they because I'm th- I'm thinking like if I got a jetpack, I'm not really worried about how many phone calls <laughs> I can make on. I'll fly my ass to a phone booth, baby. <laughs> I think it's a jetpack mobile hotspot. That's what. No, that's a, I want it to be a jetpack. A jetpack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it'd be James Bond and shit. Um, and then it, why do any of those need unlimited minutes and? text messaging mm-hmm, no clue uh and then you have uh tablets which are 10 bucks so now, you can make a phone call on the largest phone you've you've ever yeah. seen in your life right yeah it's so stupid <laughs> so you have your shared minutes all of, so if you have three smartphones you're paying 40 times three it's 120 but you all those phones gets unlimited text unlimited messages now the bulk of your uh charge is going to be off your data and here's where the person gets screwed Currently, if you sign up for their 2 gig data plan, which is available up until the end of the month, it's which 30, is like an average for most for most cats, right? Two gigs, yeah. Two gigs is thirty bucks. They've even had promotions that you can get four gigs for thirty bucks. But now, for some odd reason, the for the price for one gig of data is fifty bucks. Two yeah. gigs is sixty. So somewhere along the lines, because of this new plan, data's doubled in price, and and then you get four gigs for seventy, six gigs for eighty, eight gigs for ninety, ten gigs for a hundred. Well, now we're getting into gigs that if you're using that much, you need to fucking get off your phone. Yeah, you, I, you need, <laughs> that's a lot. You, of you need to start using wireless. I mean, uh, Wi-Fi. Right. You need to yeah, start you, using. You, wi- you need to get get your ass to a Starbucks for your business, you know, because that, that's ridiculous. Um, you should be using your laptop, um, yeah. and then, then you got to pay twenty bucks on that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and so for me, like for me right now, I currently pay about a hundred bucks because I have my four hundred fifty minute plan, which I very seldom ever talk on, um, which comes with unlimited texting. So that gives me. And then I get my data plan. So right now, that gives me about, and I ha- I'm grandfathered into the unlimited um, data. But if I was to get the base one, it'd still be two gigs for thirty bucks. So I'm still be paying about the same amount. So about ninety bucks. Problem is, is now with this, I still pay the same amount, but I I will lose a gig of data. Yeah. I mean, I don't use a gig anyway, but the, to, to justify the fact that I have to pay 50 bucks for one gig? No, I, I, on average, use a little over two. But that's because I use my phone for Netflix like when I'm in the car with the kids. Yeah. yeah and you'll be running up your shit quick. You're watching Netflix movies and shit. Oh, yeah. But, um, and I have uh, Virgin Mobile. They so they give up. me unlimited. They just throttle it at two. Yeah, but Netflix still works. Like they don't throttle it that slow. Yeah, 
And so it's like fucking fuck this bullshit. Dude. Yeah, you know, and like for me, I I very seldom use it because for me, I don't stream Netflix. If I do, I'm doing it at home, and even then, you know, now that I, you know, I stream it through my PS3 or over here on our on our Blu-ray player, but I don't really because I'm not away long enough, or even if I if even if I'm on a trip or doing something like that, I'll have movies on a device. I'll have movies on there, and then I'll yeah. just watch those movies that are on there because you can't use your cell phone on a plane. You know, you can use it in the airport, but even then, the Three G, depending on where you are, could be a bunker. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you can't get shit down there. So for me, I'm just surprised that there hasn't been that much of a backlash for people saying I'm paying sixty bucks for two gigs, because we know the money for them is now going to be in the data. Because they even AT and T, the president of CEO of AT and T, said they should never have had unlimited data plans. Well, hindsight being twenty twenty, of course you shouldn't. Because that's where you weren't making your money. But, you know... Well, it seems like they had unlimited plans to get people in, and then they change it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, you know, for me, it's it's one of those issues of, like, uh, you know, I, I don't really see... Like, one gig of data, and if you have more than one device, that will go quick. Downloading apps... Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you know, because you use it every time you go into, you know, any app you use. Uh, what is it? Words with friends or Foursquare or Facebook or Gmail. Uh, you're using data. Yeah, and a lot of them use data in the background, just syncing shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, if you have, like, especially with an Android phone, if you have Gmail running, you know, or even a back uh, backup assistant. That uses 3G. doesn't use wireless. Basically, capitalism is fucking innovation in the ass. Yeah. As always. You know, so... I mean, it, it is what it is. Yeah, and I, just... To me, if this is how it is, and people think, like, well, that's fucking Verizon, blah, blah, blah. at and You know at and not going to do anything better for you. If one company does this and the... F- the, the frenzy isn't that bad. Everybody else is going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, but, but, here's the, here's the, 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 the funny thing. Like their upgrade fee, you know, if you wanted to upgrade your phone, it's $30. But if you recycle your phone, it'll most likely waive off the fee. Um, but, uh, you can keep the same plan that you're on. Just don't upgrade your phone. It's it's stupid all around. It's and I honestly I think there will be a I think there'll be a backlash when people have to start paying it. Yeah. Like when people's shit starts changing around, then they're gonna be like, what the fuck is this shit? You know, because it's 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 foolish. I mean, it kind of is cool if you have like a big family and everybody's got a phone. Right. But then even then, because I mean, yeah, okay. Let's say I have I have a big family, but they're all too young to have phones. But let's say they all have phones. Okay. So it's like seven phones total. So 10 gigs would work for seven phones. Damn well better. <laughs> so if – then I would pay what? 
Well, you would not have, all of them would have full smartphones. Let's say they do. So it's four, four times seven is what? <laughs> 20 something. 28. I don't fucking 28. 280. So 280 for just the phone, then an extra 100. 380 a month for all those phones. Well, if you add is, an extra 100, that's 10 gigs. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's like 380. So like 400 a month. That's tax. That was bullshit. So like 400 a month. It sounds like it's a lot, but we're talking seven phones, unlimited talking, unlimited texting. That's kind of okay. Yeah. But even then, I'd have to be like middle class or above. Right. Like you can't, you know, no one can afford that unless they're they got money to throw around. Yeah. And that's what they're talking. That's what I was when I was watching some people talking about it. They were saying that yeah, this is geared towards the people that have the disposable income that get the tablets and have you know they're the Microsoft customer, the one that Microsoft wants you to be synced up on your. Xbox 360 on your tablet, on your phone, in your microwave, in your um, your electric shaver. They want – that's what they want. That That's the customer they're aiming for. And the problem is is not everybody's like that yet regardless of what the media says of, oh, you know, eight, you know the iPad is outselling everything and everybody wants tablets. No, not everybody wants tablets. If the, everybody wanted tablet, the Amazon Kindle – or the Kindle Fire wouldn't be doing so hot. Yeah, exactly. And 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 that's the thing. And you know, because I know for them, this this makes sense in the realm of getting a tablet on a provider because more often than not, you have to buy the tablet. Then you had to get an extra data plan, and you had to get a whole different setup for a tablet. So your bill would probably more inclinedly doubled, then you have a new contract and all that other bullshit. Now, uh, here you only are adding ten bucks, aside from what, however much the the tablet costs, you know, the right. five hundred or whatever. Um, and then you're only adding ten ten bucks a month, but you're pulling from the same. And so, in in some of those instances, that makes sense. It's easier for people. Oh well, I don't have to pay another forty dollars just for the data plan. And yeah, it it makes sense for that, but it doesn't make any sense for cell phones. Yeah, it which does, is what they're trying to push on you, really. Yeah, was what they're saying. It, it yeah, and and the the thing for them is that yeah, for the you know the modest family that maybe has two smartphones and you know so many gigs of data, you know it, it doesn't it's not justified. Like for me, well, especially in a time where everyone is is tightening up their belts too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it doesn't it doesn't make this this whole plan, and when I read it, I was like, "This isn't really reflecting today. Like, right. this is like a 1990s thing, where everybody's spending money like it's going out of fucking style, you know." But the 21st century hasn't been like that, so I don't. I mean, yeah, there are people that still do that, but there's not enough people to justify changing to only this plan. Like, it would be fine if you had it, but you also had the other plans. Yeah. But just this plan for everybody's fucking stupid. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and and I know for some people it's an idea of oh well yeah they're trying to push people to you know not get the Wi-Fi only iPad or the you know the Amazon Kindle. But the fact is is if I'm paying so much for my data and I use the iPad or you know the Samsung whatever device. For what it's used for, I will be spending a hell of a lot more money on data. 
So exactly. why don't I just get the Wi-Fi only and then to be restricted to using it at Starbucks or the mall or, you know, whatever restaurant that happens to have it or at home? Because let's be honest, if you have an iPad, are you really going to be sitting at that bus stop? Someone's going to snatch that fucking shit from you like a bitch. <laughs> you know, the only time people I ever see people with iPads or tablets of any kind is at the coffee houses, at their own home or like... The Wi-Fi spots. They they don't go. I don't see people outside reading shit. I see people with nooks and stuff, but I don't see people with five hundred, six hundred dollar tablets just hanging out on the street, you know, playing Angry Birds. Because I might snatch that motherfucker. Those are expensive. I might snatch it just to prove a point. Keep your shit in the house. <laughs> you know, it's it's just like it's it goes with the PS the the PSP the the Vita. Yeah. And why why getting a 3G model is retarded? One because it's with AT&T, but also because do you really need to be that connected all the time? No yeah. you don't. That's why your phone is like that. You don't need anything else to be like that. Yeah, and it's just stupid. People that say like, "Oh, I need to do that." Those are the ones that don't pay the bills. Those are the kids. Yeah. Oh, but I need to be connected. No you don't. Cuz when I was a kid, I needed a lot of shit that I don't need anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when when you think about it, I mean, it's like going. No, you want to be that connected. You don't need it. You've gotten by a long, you've gotten by long enough <laughs> to not be that connected. You can still get by, and yeah. you know, uh, it's like that whole thing where you say, well, you know, real gamers need to be, you know, that connected. It's like no, you don't. A real gamer doesn't need to check his stats to. It's like why why so you can every once in a while pull it up. To what brag? That's the only reason the Xbox 360 app exists to brag to other people about your achievements. And to to be completely honest, I brag to people about my achievements. I don't need to prove it. So who the fuck are you hanging out with? You know what I mean? It's like no, no, no. I got proof. Like come on. Yeah, it's like if you have to prove to your friends, there's another issue. <laughs> there's another issue there. Yeah, there's an issue of you being a fucking lonely bastard. <laughs> you know, it's just shit. I mean, yeah, there's some cool stuff with it, and, you know, like, in certain combinations, like, if you have a large family, yeah, it probably would prove to be a lot, it would probably, you could see some savings there. Yeah, but on paper. On because paper. Because realistically, if you have a large family, most of those most of those members of the family are children, so that means that they're not going to just stay under, like, like seven, let's say five kids, they're not all going to stay, like, okay, you only get, like, a gig and a half a month. Sure, dad. <laughs> you know, fucking four gigs because they're using their phone for everything. Right. And they're too stupid to put it on Wi-Fi. See, the thing is, is that kids are stupid. Yeah. So, so they, they're they stupid and selfish. And then so the, that's one of Realistically, the, it's not going to work. Yeah. and But the thing is, is if, yeah, you know, and then with some phones, like with some of the newer smartphones, they, they are set to Wi-Fi. So if it connects, it'll connect. But the problem is, is that it also drains the battery like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So you got to turn the fucker off in order to make it last, and therein lies a part of the problem, you know. But I don't know. I I'm just yeah. I mean the plan goes into effect. I believe it was June 28th, and uh, so you know once people, I I think it's going to be once people because it immediately on June 28th, new customers. That's the plans that are available to them. Uh, so old customers are are grandfathered in. Uh, they're, no, they're not. Once they decide to um, renew their contract, get a new phone, renew their contract, they have to go to one of these plans. That's so stupid. Yeah. See, to me too, I look at these plans and I'm like, these aren't contract plans. 
These are like prepaid, expensive prepaid plans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if this was prepaid, it might make a little bit more sense. But I know it's not going to be. Right. If Verizon's the hardest phone to get when you're signing a contract with them. Like, they're the strictest, I think. Mm, no, I mean, I... They're, not, they're not Sprint. Sprint <laughs> gives everybody a phone. Sprint takes anybody. Yeah. Because I remember Verizon. Cause I, I, I have poor credit. Student loans are a bitch. Okay. So... With Sprint, I had to pay a hundred dollar deposit on each phone, and then after a year, I would get the deposit back. Verizon, I had to pay five hundred dollars. Shit. And I didn't get it back. Oh wow. And T-Mobile was three. AT&T was two. But as you can see, you know why I picked Sprint. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah. So Verizon to me feels like something that if you have the money fine but they've never been the cheapest anyway no they've always been too expensive for me like yeah. and people go well they have the the largest network the largest network's like yeah, that's great i got i got a pretty big dick too but i don't charge that much for it <laughs> you know so yeah i mean uh, i had i had sprint and i couldn't get service anywhere and yeah, uh, sprint sucks i agree sprint sucks <laughs> and then i moved over and i didn't want AT&T no so, AT&T sucks yeah. You know who's actually good in my experience? A lot of my friends. Now this is in Arizona too, so I can't speak for every area, but all my friends say perfect is T-Mobile. Mm. The price is right, and they say that it works splendidly. Now that night, it's area to area right. because you know what also works really good here, AT and T. AT and T works really good here. Yeah, but you go to California and you're making a phone call for the life of you. Yeah, and T-Mobile too also sucks pretty bad in most places, but yeah. it. it there too you know it's it just depends on you know what you got see in arizona too is kind of a strange thing because it's flat there's nothing in the way like there's not that many tall buildings here it's flat there's no there's no like when you're in the valley like i'm in the phoenix area you're you're surrounded by mountains sure but the towers aren't outside the fucking mountains (laughs) you know they're inside the mountains so all the towers are just behind the largest mountains (laughs) and exactly like, I always had problems. I had a few cell phone providers, like, switching around in California. I had problems with every single one. Drop calls, all the I have never had Verizon, you know, but that's because it's too fucking expensive. But here, I, I've had Cricket. I've had Virgin Mobile. They all work fine. My Sprint phone worked fine when I was here, too. You know, so, I don't know. Maybe it's just because Arizona's weird, but, mm. you know. Well, it is Arizona. Living in the city. <laughs> oh man! But you know, if you guys have, you know, let us know what you think. Go ahead and uh, comment on the podcasts and stuff like that, and let us know. You know, if you have Verizon, you know, let us know what you think. Is it actually going to save you some cash? Is it not? Because I, for me personally, it's not going to. In fact, I'm losing when I because I you, you know I'm not going to stick with this one phone that I have for the rest of my life. No. I'm going to have to upgrade to another phone. Not up in here. Not up in here. That's right. Uh, But, uh, you know, so I'm going to get hosed eventually. But, you know, it's just it's just one of those things that it it irritates me. But I'm also surprised that nobody's really bitched about it yet. All the stuff is because nobody cares until it affects their pocket. That's true. And nobody really gives a shit until it affects their pocket. Yeah. Especially 
the you know you excluded, but most of the people that have Verizon that I know are like iPad users and they have Macs because they're too fucking cool for this and this because it's expensive. You know what I mean? Like it has nothing to do with Verizon. It's just it's more pricey, so that kind of person gets it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you have too much money, don't be chiming in to give me your fucking opinion about <laughs> Verizon. I don't give a shit. It's like, well, I have way too much money in my pocket, so I just went with the most expensive. <laughs> this is actually this actually works out great for me. So <laughs> fucking ass. Uh, well, I guess on that note, we can go right into our douchebag runner-ups this week. Yeah, because because <laughs> I'm hating like a douchebag <laughs> hating. <laughs> <laughs> so this one this one is funny. It's just hilarious to me. A Kentucky a, a Kentucky man <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry, Connecticut man. I was wondering I'm looking at the word and I'm like it's not Kentucky, right? Um <laughs> that's a big a little bit of a mix up there. It's a little it's a little hot where I'm at right now. Um a Connecticut man knows how he likes his sandwich and so does the 911 dispatcher who took his call on Wednesday afternoon complaining about how it was made. Um, so he says, the guy with the sandwich, I specifically asked for little turkey and little ham and a lot of cheese and a lot of mayonnaise, and they are giving me a hard time. I wonder if you could stop by and just, he said, I don't know why they don't continue that, um, when he called 911 from Grateful Deli, and that's kind of a clever name, isn't it? Grateful Deli? Grateful and that's, Del- that's some, that's typical Connecticut shit. Right. Like those little small states in New England. Um, in East in East Hadford on Wednesday afternoon, um, but here are the highlights. Here are the highlights of the whole thing. The di- the dispatcher remains calm and manages to calm Rother McLennan down, all while trying to make him realize that a sandwich, no matter how much it differs from what he asked for, is no reason to call nine one one. So the nine one one operator says, "You're calling nine one one because you don't like that they're making your sandwich." The dispatcher asked, and the guy says, exactly. (laughs) With that settled, the dispatcher offers some advice. So then, don't buy it, she said. (laughs) But McLennan, who seems to be a regular at the deli, tells her he's not just calling about this sandwich. He also fears that they won't make his sandwich to his specific request in the future. So this is what this guy... This is hilarious. Like, it's almost fake. Like, you're like, what? (laughs) So the guy goes, I mean, I just want this to be solved right away. Her sister made it, but she left. They are playing games with me, so I was just wondering if you could come by. I just want it resolved, and I want to be able to come back here and get the regular sandwich that I asked for. The call ends The call ends with more advice to the caller. In the future, just don't buy the sandwich. Not everyone tells him. And the guy says, I'll look at it before I buy it. He said. So Tilla is, is inherit, huh? Sorry, uh, who owns the deli, said the man placed a phone order for 14 sandwiches, and they made them the way he asked. Then he did not want to pay for them. See, now he's starting to know the truth, right? Yeah. So uh, Tilla, the owner of the deli, said the deli told the man that they could not take the sandwiches back because they were special order. And that's kind of funny to me, too. Like, if they weren't special ordered, you'd take them back? Like, and resell them? It's kind of gross. Yeah. Did you pick through this shit? Whatever. <laughs> I don't live there. Um, McLennan called the deli on Thursday to apologize um, and tell them that he would be coming back in the future for more sandwiches. No information was immediately available on the man, the man's age or his hometown. Um, police have not filed charges. Being that he lives in Connecticut, he probably lives in the area where the deli is. Because um, it's like a lot of small towns and shit. So... 
the funny thing is, it's painfully obvious that this guy just didn't want to pay for his fucking sandwiches. Right. He just wanted but, to eat the dick. Exactly. But the funny part about it is, is the first thing that comes to his mind is to call 911. Call 911, yeah. That's not an emergency, dude. No. Like, like <laughs> he should have been, and honestly, he should have gotten in trouble for that shit. Yeah, he should have gotten rid for misuse of 911. Yeah. Dude, douchebag. Douchey douchebag. Douchebag. All right, so... In my story, determine who – I want you, and especially you, Adam, determine oh. who do you think is the douchebag in this. You. <laughs> well, that goes without saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you ever go onto your computer at work or wonder why the hell they're still using Internet Explorer 7, much less IE6? Many times it is because the IT department is too busy being playing Diablo 3. Some mm-hmm. other times it's – because they don't want to train people on how you how to use the latest version of Internet Explorer because, frankly, some people are dumb. Some people just don't <laughs> want to update to the latest version of their browser. And to be honest, if you're using any version of Internet Explorer, then you deserve what is about to happen to you. Because if you purchase something from Kogan.com, which is an Australian electronics online retailer, uh, they have decided to start charging a tax for anyone that uses Internet Explorer 7. Yep. <laughs> you heard that right. If you are using if you are one of those lazy people that likes using what he already has, then you are subjected to a six point eight percent tax for using IE seven. Quote Internet Explorer seven tax six point eight percent on a user's bill upon checkout. This can, of course, be avoided by upgrading to the most recent version of Internet Explorer, IE nine, or a- another current browser. This way we've been able to keep our prices so low is by using technology that makes our business efficient and streamlined. Kogan wrote in a blog post, uh, quote, one of the things stopping that is our web team having to spend a lot of time making our website look normal on IE7, end quote. Let's be honest, many people started using other browsers after IE7 was released because it became the glitchiest of the IE browsers to date. Uh, you may wonder why they have chosen to charge a 6.8% tax. Well, co- according to Kogan, it is, it's actually 0.1% for each month IE7 has been on the market. Currently, Internet Explorer is on version 9, and Microsoft itself has been trying to get people to, start, to upgrade their browsers, and they've even started a countdown to ending IE6. <laughs> Microsoft fucking hounds you about it. I know, dude. Like, can you please upgrade? Yeah, please? Yeah, it's like, douchebag, upgrade. <laughs> and it's so easy to do it, too. I know. It's, it, it's, it, Windows Update tells you, like, just yeah. install this. Yeah, it's like, stop it. No! <laughs> it's like, it's more. It's, it takes more work to not install yeah. IE9. I know, because you, then you have to say, don't remind me of this again. And it keeps coming up going, seriously, dude, upgrade. No, <laughs> I7 for life, bitch. <laughs> Jesus. It's like, that's a weird thing to be passionate about. <laughs> uh, aside from the, ta- uh, the tax, there are many reasons why you should update your browsers, like your operating system. Any browser that isn't currently supported leaves you open to malware and viruses that take advantage of unpatched security breaches that remain since the last update. I think wow. there is no reason for anyone should be using anything older than IE8 if you if you should use IE at all. <laughs> I don't think there should be any any reason for you to use any version that isn't the current one. Yeah. 
Fuck IEA. Like it's it's stupid to me. Like yeah. it, it's it's so fucking easy. Dude, just set Windows updates on on fucking automatic. If you're that, I don't because I like to see what's being what's happening. Or, but go ahead, you know, fuck it, just automatic and take care of it. Or do, or even you know even if you go with Mozilla or Google, it updates themselves every time you open. Yeah. So it's always current. And you know it's, if you're using IE seven, you're trying to prove a point, and yeah. no one understands. <laughs> <laughs> you got like an IE7 tattoo on your shit. You got some, I7 for life. You got you you're opening the computer like, why are you using this? It bugs me when people have old shit on their computer. Like, why are you using this? Why aren't? Well, I like this one. Get over it. Move on. Like, I don't, I've been I've been on a couple computer systems. Um, because I you know I fix it for friends stuff like that. Where they're using nothing but Windows products, which to me is fine. That's your choice. You know what I mean? But it's updated. Like everything is the current version, and I always check to make automatic updates are, are on, are I'm sorry, um, Windows updates on automatic. Yeah. Because they're too, they're not computer savvy, which is a political correct way of saying they're not stupid. fucking, they're stupid. <laughs> yeah. So you might as well let the computer do it. But um, it was, oh my bad. It was uh, when I go onto someone's system and they have like Windows fucking what me. windows 2000 or something yeah windows <laughs> like me or windows millennium yeah millennium edition and they're using like ie5 yeah you're like it's like how are you even on the internet like what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you you know in how do you get a, how do you get up in the morning <laughs> and not forget to breathe <laughs> stupid fucking ass i know i i i look at that so obviously you can tell our my douchebag is the anyone that uses ie7 <laughs> yes and i completely agree see at first i thought your douchebag was to do the put the tax but that's legit yeah that's saying you know what you're costing too much fucking work too much fucking money wasted because you're a fucking putz yeah so <laughs> you you either are gonna pay this little tax give me some money or you can not be an asshole yeah you cannot be an asshole and just update your fucking browser <laughs> i like i like that i like it too all right so who's reading the douche because they were kind of picked differently this week so who's reading what um well you can read the douchebag and then oh. i'll go and read the epic the epic is nice too. i'll leave it's a little juicy you know what i mean <laughs> juicy juicy anyway um you know, <laughs> I'll start reading my shit now. You know, the more and more I hear about the Wii U, the more and more I lose interest. Sure, you may be getting a head start by getting your system out first, Nintendo, but it doesn't really count when basic functionality doesn't work. <laughs> at this year's at this year's E3, Nintendo assured everyone that the Wii U could support two controllers instead of just one, which was um, the rumor. Unfortunately, the catch was none of the games will at launch. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be w- well after launch for these game experiences to come to life, says Nintendo of America president Reggie Phil's Jaime. <laughs> Reggie Phil's Jaime? Let's call him Reggie. Okay. Right? Yeah. When speaking game Game of Sutra. Uh, he goes on to say that developers need to figure out how to use the screen on the first controller before they can start using the second controller's screen. So, so Reggie goes on to say that the next major step forward is to learn how to use the asymmetric gameplay. That's what Nintendo calls it. That the Wii U features. After that happens, there will be mo- multiple experiences that have two Wii pads in use. So now, don't get confused. I'm not saying that one player will get to be using two screens. No, no, no. He's saying that 
they still have to figure out how to use the first screen on the first controller first, and then they can move on to the other shit. They don't know how to use the screens yet. Wow. So this is pretty fail anyway you look at it. If Nintendo wasn't so focused on getting the system out the door first, they would have had this already ironed out. It's one thing to add Netflix or a web browser to your system later on, but the ability to play two-player games on a system from a company that focuses on family is just sad. Way to alienate your entire fan base, Nintendo. <laughs> like, it's just... <sighs> anyway you cut it, it's bullshit. And yeah. it's it's one of those things where if they weren't so focused on getting their system out first, they would have already had this done. Oh, yeah. And they're basically releasing something that's not finished which is not only unprofessional, but it's an insult to everyone who's buying it. I don't know who would buy it. Yeah. People who don't read the news and just see it's a Nintendo system. That's who's going to buy it. Oh, and yeah. they're not going to know anything about the system because they trust Nintendo. That trust is going to wane pretty fucking quick after they plug that Wii U in. Oh, I know, you know right? So. Uh, it, this is this right... that. I was excited about the system at first. Because yeah, if, if you if you listened to the podcast last week, you could tell that the more, you were more the, excited than I was. But after E3 and the more news I'm hearing about these fucking controllers, I'm just getting it's getting old. Like it, it's Nintendo is fucking around. Like I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I personally think the system's going to have a three hundred dollar price point. That's I'm what I think. It's, know, it's so, already been rumored that it'd probably be around three hundred. Yeah, and and I think that makes sense because of I mean the technology in the system is advanced in the way of the screens and all that stupid shit because you're basically buying a console and a portable system at the same time. Right. Like it's basically what you're buying. So, and <sighs> since it works so well with a 3D and Nintendo 3DS, you know, <laughs> it's so sad because Nintendo has some of the greatest um, game properties. Zelda, Mario, you know, all that stuff. And they squander it on a silly shit. Like, it's like Nintendo's focus is to be so different that they can't just go with the pack a little bit, make what everybody wants, instead of telling us what we want. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) I don't need a screen. Like, they're saying... Oh, we're gonna have Arkham City on the Wii U. That's great. It's, it's gonna be eight months old when the yeah. Wii U comes in, so everyone's already played it, right? Everyone already has the fucking Game of the Year edition. They've already played Harley Quinn's Revenge, homie. Like <laughs> everything's already done. So, and then you're gonna have to use that stupid little touchpad screen for the um for changing weapons, which at first I thought was dope, and then I thought about it for ten seconds <laughs> and was like, so I have to take my my eyes off the screen to change weapons, which yeah. I do. All the time in that game. <laughs> you know, so Wii U, you suck a lot of balls. And Nintendo, I don't know what you're doing, but please take your head out of your ass so <laughs> we can go back to playing video games. Okay? Okay. Uh, all right. Well, for our epic person of the week, <laughs> goes to, uh, looks like it's going to Rockstar. This shit is so awesome, dude. It's always cool when a gaming company takes an interesting road when dealing with cheaters. Rockstar has decided to do just that in Max Payne 3's multiplayer. Rather than just ban those cheat, those that cheat, Rockstar has created a sort of a jail for them to go to. Brilliant. For those that decide to capitalize on any exploit in Max Payne 3's multiplayer like modded games, hacked saves, leaderboard, circumvention tactics, or anything else 
along those lines. They are sent to, quote, cheater's pool, end quote. This area is sort of like a jail for cheaters, but they ca- uh, but the catch is that they are still armed. So when the cheater's pool can only play the game against others that are in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the level is designed more like a... Uh, like a pain in the backside as well as since you're not supposed uh, you're not supposed to want to be there while in uh, in this jail you take out you're taken out of the normal leadership board and multiplayer first defenders can get themselves out of this area but if you screw up again you get a life sentence this is the most interesting way I've seen for dealing with cheaters even if uh, the one cheating may think that it is not a big uh, that big of a deal because they can still play. They can still, uh, they are still not playing with any real gamers. Yes, I said those that don't cheat in multiplayer are real gamers, and I mean it. <laughs> That's right. I wrote that article, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> right, and I do mean it. Oh, if if people who cheat in multiplayer matches are fucking idiots, yeah. they're not real gamers because they they're not playing for the challenge. They're not playing based on skills. They just want a little fucking someone to stroke the little balls. Yeah. When when they when they win something they didn't even deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. They're just saying. But uh, this cheaters pool thing is is fucking awesome. Dude. That's pretty cool. Rockstar's keeping it real with this yeah. shit. I'm like, all right, you want to play? No problem. We'll let you play. Put you in a fucking penal colony. <laughs> well, if it's set up like a prison, it would be the lamest level. It'd just yeah. be a bunch of fucking really skinny walkways. Yeah. You know, it's it's. <laughs> and you're still armed. <laughs> yeah. That's I awesome. think that's I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. So uh, we've got uh, two site comments this week uh, from Geek is I think it's you're supposed to say Geek is chic, but it's put Geek is chick. Um, on my no my rumor my original rumor no pre registration for 2013. She's agreeing with another uh, commenter on the site. I live in Atlanta, and if these tickets keep selling out like this, I may never get a chance to go to Comic Con. The same people every year will keep going, not allowing for large amounts of people new people to enjoy this event. It's like the Red Sox, a 10 year waiting list for season tickets. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Next uh, next people will be leaving their Comic Con pre registration in the freaking last will and testament to family members lol dragon con does pre-registration people wait for hours in line to get their tickets i say throw the bad boys up online at all uh, at all of these events and let people fight it out online at Ticketmaster. seriously i'm looking to drop 2k plus uh five dollar five to ten dollar charge for my tickets on Ticketmaster isn't going to dent my wallet uh dent the wallet okay Dropping 2K, that might tempt the wall. Considering the tickets are only like 150 bucks. Yeah, I, I'm with I'm I'm with you on the um, the on selling the tickets online, honey. But um, Ticketmaster, maybe not. Yeah, not Ticketmaster. Yeah, so, somewhere else. Yeah, it's just I, some StubHub or something like yeah. just something different. You know, because because the, the real sad fact of the matter is, and and I can attest to this, is that no, the same people don't get to go every year. Pre-registration is a small fraction of the tickets actually sold. It's not like Comic-Con goes, okay, we'll sell until we sell out. No, pre-registration is we sell, this many tickets are going on sale. Once these are sold out, then it's cool. Then we have the rest of these tickets to go because the reason why I say this and Adam, John, Allie, myself, are perfect testaments. We had never been to Comic-Con before, yet we still went. Yeah. I got tickets that one year for me and Allie, and then John and Adam went the second year. So, 
it's all possible for us to go. It's you just, just have to plan it out. You have to yeah. wake up early and you have to actually do some work yeah. to get it done. It's it's one of those things and I agree with people's frustrations, but it's it's like when people go when they're standing in a line, yeah. right? And the person who's attending the line at the at the beginning of it is working. Like they're working quickly, but they're going Fuck this line. This is bullshit. I don't have a fucking date. Well, guess what, asshole? You're not the only human being on the fucking planet. Right. There's only there's there's physics in work here. Yeah. You can't you can't go. Well, I want a ticket to Comic Con. Now I'm not I'm not calling this person an asshole. I'll, that was more for my line thing because those people piss me off. But there's more. There's so many people that want to go to Comic Con that you can't just go. Well, I want a ticket, so I should get it. Well, yeah, that doesn't work that way. When you have a whole city that says they love it when they come in because it puts the city in the black yeah. during that weekend, there's a lot of people that go to that event. And then a lot of money being spent. Too. Yeah, and there's even a lot of people that go to San Diego that week that don't even get into the con. They go for the outside shit. And there's a lot of hoochie mamas walking Oh, around hell yeah. Too. Yeah, especially uh, Anyway. What was it, Saturday night? <laughs> oh, man, yeah. yeah. We were coming back from uh, the Nerdist. Nah. Yeah. There was there was not one ugly chick on that street. They they were all pretty. Yeah. Or I didn't notice the ugly ones. But they, they, they're just all like, There were wow, a lot wow, of pretty wow. ones to, to, to overpower the ugly ones. It was too much. Like, I, I dicked into a store and took a deep breath. Like, it was... <laughs> <laughs> I was overwhelmed. Uh... So what – and uh, you have a comment here. Wait. What were we talking about? I'm talking about chicks on the walk, baby. Yeah, no. We're going um, – This is from Trevor. Uh, on the next consoles will be last, the article that I read um, <laughs> about an hour ago. Uh, I like being able to hold my games in my hand, and I do not think I would continue to playing games. I think obviously meant to play games um, unless they radically lowered the prices. Um, one, you would still play games. I, I guarantee it. Because you enjoy playing video games, you'll figure it out. You know, they raise the price on cigarettes. Most people don't quit. Eh. So, you know, it's a, not that it's an addiction games. I'm just saying. Yeah, but I if think. You en- if you enjoy something, you'll keep doing it. Unless it's ridiculous. Yeah, like but... they up the prices to 100 bucks. <laughs> but then, too, you know, what goes going back to what we discussed, if they go – if it is – if we lose all the, the consoles and we go to streaming and stuff like that, you know, I, I think it, it would be more of a pain in the ass to, well, to, to play those games online. Like I think it's, it's – And then I think, the too, that they would a lot have, of people, but I think it's they would not have a pain I, I think too they do have to lower the prices because you know you see the DLC Boy, on them for a lot, you know. But then the problem they have they have downloadable on demand games on the Xbox, same fucking prices in the store. Yeah. You know because I had that Xbox that disc drive didn't work and I wanted to play Halo Reach, so I bought Halo Reach. It's thirty bucks. Guess how much it was in the store? Thirty fucking bucks. Yeah. You know, so you're getting nothing tangible, but you're paying the same exact price. Is that bullshit? Yes. Did I want to play Halo Reach? Yes. So I bought it. <laughs> You know, so it's 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 one of those things that if it happens, you're you're basically fucked. You're you're gonna have to figure out how to live with it. Yeah, because the price they're not gonna lower the price. I don't think they will. No, and also too, they're not gonna you're you're gonna have to rebuy all your games again and you yeah, to figure out how that works. And I I don't think they'll raise the prices because that would just be ridiculous. <laughs> but I, but eighty bucks for a game that you can't actually hold exactly, and they know that. Sure, you go out 
what lollipop chainsaw for instance i just bought 60 bucks brand new launch day i i now have the cd or the disc whatever the case the artwork on the outside of the case and i have an instruction manual that is literally just a fold-out pamphlet that has some (laughs) this is what the buttons do okay i paid 60 bucks now it's not too hard of a step and companies know this if I bought that game for 60 bucks digitally, because what am I missing out on? The case, a disc, and a fold-out pamphlet. That's it. You know. Now, the thing is, is that most consumers are not comfortable with that. And then another thing, too, if we all go to streaming, what about collector's editions? I mean, yeah. those are dope. Yeah. Everybody loves collector's editions. Yeah. I and mean, that Batman, they had a Batman Arkham, Asylum, or Arkham City one. It was still at Walmart. I don't know if it's new or not. Like, I hadn't heard anything. Because a little statue, man. Batman. Yeah. Well, the, this shit is dope. The one that you talked about for um, God of War. Yeah, that one's sick. Little 8-inch fucking Kratos yeah. statue. But the, and the thing is, though, is that I, for me, having everything streaming, to me, it or to have everything downloadable, what and especially with Xbox, Red Ring of Death? Yeah. Well, kind of on that flip side, because I just – I mine just got Red Ringed broke while well, i was just slowly dying yeah. um and i bought my friend's xbox Jesus. um and w- when i transferred my account over i was like okay i had i had borderlands halo reach and um fucking cowboy game red dead redemption downloadable on my system and a couple other ones like torchlight stuff like that um i went to the, i immediately went to xbox live marketplace to check it and it says download again so i didn't have to buy it again like it's mm-hmm. connected to my account so they can figure that out but it is a pain in the ass to read. Yeah. I mean, if if my entire gaming library would have to be is, downloaded. is downloadable, I mean, that's a pain in the that ass. That is a pain in the ass. You know, I mean, that that's just like I'd be like, fuck, really? Yeah. You know, like, but I don't know. I think I think what they should do, and I think they need to go step away from disc format and move into a something else something like a steady drive like something something like that because i think the the cd flash thing, drive games <laughs> something well flash drive has a shelf life though yeah. so the well, yeah. so does cds so does cds i guess but the the thing is is the disc thing it, it almost feels old my computer doesn't even have a disc drive like I, I put the disc in the system and it's like i have to be all careful i don't want to scratch it i have to make sure my kids don't touch them you know i mean that for me that's a pain in the ass one thing I think that would be dope streaming, I like streaming, is um movies and shit. Yeah. Like, kids' movies. Like, I don't fucking... I have a bunch of kids' movies on my PlayStation. I just hand the controller to my son. I go, there you go, pick one. Yeah. You know? But, I don't know. I, I think it's something that's going to happen eventually, but it's going to be slow. Cause yeah. The companies, they want to do it. They'll want to do it because yeah. it saves them money. But they, they but, know consumers aren't going to jump right on it. But then also, too, they know they're going to lose money, too, because they won't be able to sell the big sets. Exactly. You know? They'll be able to sell the big sets. This also completely kills used game sales, which I'm sure the big companies don't give a shit about. Right. But that, that dramatically di- – everyone likes to harp on GameStop. But if GameStop and EB Games and all them suddenly left, gamers would be flipping the fuck out. Yeah. Like, I mean, most gamers. I go to GameStop all the time. You know, pre-order bonuses are dope. Sometimes I got a little 20 spot in my pocket, go pick up a used game for the kids, you know, whatever. And and that whole world is going to end. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to pay full price all the fucking time. They're more than likely not going to lower the prices on anything. 
Yeah. yeah. So, it sucks. Well, can't all be sparkles and rainbows, you know? No. <laughs> can't be lollipop chainsaw, baby. Right. Because I would be missing out on my case, my desk, and my pamphlet. Yeah. That's bullshit. <laughs> All right. Well, before we head out, we want to remind you that if you want to read more about the stories we talked about um, or a lot of the other stories we have, you can check out the site on thelazygeeks.com. And go ahead and check out all that stuff updated daily. Uh, you can check out my personal blog, when did this happen to me.wordpress.com. Uh, be sure to like us on Facebook or add us to your circle on Google+. Yes, we are on Google+, and, the, and our, our audience is growing on there. It's not a vast wasteland, like they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at the Lazy Geeks, one word, or you can follow myself, at Lazy underscore Nomad, or Adam over there at Lazy underscore Sapien. You can even email us at thelazygeeks at gmail.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube page. The Lazy Geeks theme was provided by the talented Kevin McLeod. So it's about time for us to check out, so please be sure to comment on this or any podcast on either iTunes or the website, thelazygeeks.com. Tell us the good, the bad, and the sexy. And be sure to leave a comment, because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast. Remember, we're thinking, so you don't have to. So until next week, a peace out. Uh, uh. Uh.